Hello and welcome to a new installment of Coffee with Clavi. One thing we're going to also explore, and I'll put in the titles, is uh, some of the philosophy behind coffee and how that has impacted the development of coffee. And kind of just like what coffee is. So I thought a good place to start, uh, because it's points I've iterated before, but have not done like a dedicated like section to I can now sort of elaborate on it more length so that part is gonna be like what, what is the point of coffee and what do we what do we look to get out of the coffee uh, what you know what is it so right one of the first answers that come to mind the modern the modern time um, because I, I figure let's start there and then we can kind of delve a little more into coffee's roots since these topics are a bit more at the forefront of our minds and cultural zeitgeist. If you know that word, I will give you a brownie. Like, and you, and you can use, and you like, are like, oh, I know that word. Yes, you get a brownie. Um, so, um, right, modern times, coffee is really used more as kind of a experience than anything else, I would say. Because at this point, getting coffee will give you one of a few different experiences. One is the caffeine experience. You know, you are looking to alter your state, you're tired, you need a little, you know, pep in your step, and that caffeine, you know, does the job. This has been, you know, here for years, and it's kind of part of that story that when Aldi found his goats, they were kind of acting a little kooky after, you know, chewing coffee uh, beans. So, uh, first and foremost, right, and then we all know, like, one person who has, like, an insane amount of espresso in, like, their whatever Starbucks concoction. I um, mean, yeah, we're talking, like, four-plus shots. Right, this is, like, the caffeine, uh, you know, quote, addict. Um, this is kind of that classic, you know, person's like, you know, don't, don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. And, um, I mean, this is sort of, like, a, a cultural, like, icon, you know, this person, like, needs their coffee to function, and, you know, this is sort of also part of, uh, you know, the college scene where, you know, you're drinking coffee and just sitting in cafes, learning, uh, doing stuff, which uh, is kind of, I think, pretty worldwide, that's, you know, not u- unique to the uh, United of States, and, you know, you're pretty much just like, cool, get me the caffeine, I'm good, great. The other kind of experience that you're looking for is sort of that cafe experience. So this really brings us into what Starbucks did to revolutionize coffee in the States and turn it from just something you could just buy and drink to something where you're like, you really are buying that experience of the the Starbucks, you know, everything when you go. You're not, you know, you're not buying that coffee. Um, you know, you're buying that consistency, you're buying that sort of expect experience with baristas or that friendliness everyone's kind of happy um, you know the environment with the wi-fi with you, know, you can sit there and just have like a pretty comfortable business meeting uh, you're in that sort of like quote dirt place that Starbucks has defined it uh, place kind of in between home and work where you can kind of just you know do whatever and other like small cafes I think are better embracing the image of that because Starbucks has become so corporate that really that idea of like going somewhere to have coffee is more in line with 
cafes that we'll see this day compared to um, good old Starbies. I think you can get more of a relaxed feel and you, know, you can try more unique things like pour overs, which you really can get at Starbucks, but like the issue with Starbucks is like it wants to be everything, but that simply isn't possible. You can't be everything for everyone. So if you want that more unique experience, like going to the local cafes and getting like actual matcha and actual like different kind of tea lattes and uh, you know, different non-dairies, that is kind of the experience that you already get from you know having coffee. And you know I'm, I'm just talking about it in the sense of going out, but right then you know purchasing your own coffees, you're you know, buying the coffee. Uh, taste experience, you're buying right, the uh, creation experience of making coffee different brew methods, uh, you're going to enjoy different types of lattes and all that. So, at the end of the day, like you're buying that experience of like right, the taste in essence. Um, because, right, coffee in the day, you're, you're kind of trying that tasting, like, and then whatever different cafes offer, you will enjoy that taste, and right, that goes into enjoying different types of beans and yada 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 yada. Um, so right, that's quite like in like the recent times, you're buying coffee for that sort of you know experience of like getting you ready, uh, sort of that you know, more of that physiological physiological response, and then also for different cafes. Um, Interestingly enough, coffee is such a fixture of our society, and actually, like, pretty much society, like the whole you know society of the world, not just the U.S. Um, right? I I lived in Japan, and you know I could do a whole article, a whole you know multiple podcasts on coffee in Japan, and I think one day that'll come of how right a society that is very very much known for their tea and known for that traditional aspect of the tea ceremony and like tea being like a huge part you know green tea in Japan like hello and you know coffee becoming also a part uh, interestingly enough it was you know obviously introduced after World War II and that led to uh, the development of coffee a lot and, and a company like UCC which is like one of the major coffee companies in Japan because um, Japanese people are very into like you know trying like quote the like best and is good they will you know try and that's sort of how it is and right, the Japanese cultural zeitgeist a bit different than ours and I've had the uh, the chance and you know luckiness to be able to kind of witness that firsthand experience and feel it for myself so there you have sort of that global perspective on coffee and it being something that people just drink to enjoy and right you're getting that experience of enjoyment and just sort of living your, your fun best life your doing all the coffee things, you're meeting up with people, uh, and that's really the essence of where coffee originally uh, found its, you know, coffeeness. You know, kind of going back to the old, old days, whether that was uh, coffee houses in the Middle East or the university coffee houses where discussion uh, was had and there were points in history where coffee was banned. Uh, part of that was that coffee houses encouraged uh, very forward-looking uh, types of thinking which you know, some regimes are not as uh, favorable to and that you know obviously they're like well that coffee is banned because right these places are encouraging uh, that kind of behavior they don't want and not, obviously not the coffee itself is you know, some sort of like you know crazy drug uh, that's like giving you visions but right you know maybe you know you let me know after like 10 shots of espresso um, I've never had I personally have never had 
this was a little anecdote time. I've never had enough coffee to, you know, have like the jitters. Like, I've been having caffeine long enough. So that that's kind of a scary thing. I guess we'll like shift a little more anecdotal in like modern society and like, right, if you're of like my generation millennials, it's kind of like, you know, what level of caffeine is like baseline for us? Right, and like how much will like can we have without it triggering us, right? Because like right, you have like two cups of coffee, you're probably not gonna feel it. Like it'll help, you know. For me, I, I honestly do drink coffee for the taste. I enjoy the taste, I enjoy the like ritualist uh, part of like making coffee. It's a bit more than just like, you know, that. Which is why like for me, a soulless place like Dunkin', it, it just doesn't uh, it just not. Even like honestly, Starbucks coffee is I wouldn't get it. It it's not even like what what am I paying for? Like, like a hot coffee at Starbucks, I honestly would not get. Um, a regular one. Now, I will try, like, the reserves or that kind of stuff because, right, that is offering a different experience, but, like, the Pikes. Pikes is really... Ugh. Dark roast, honestly, I haven't had it in a long time because I work at Starbucks and, like, right, I'm... The cold brew and, you know, nitro, they've done a good job of, like, a consistent product that you know you can get, you know what you're getting, and, like, you can just bend the rules, which is, like... Second anecdote, problem with Starbucks, real big problem, is that, like, pretty much, like, because we have the philosophy the customer is always right in the U.S., to, like, you know, too much of a fault, whereas in Japan, there's sort of this idea, but the way the customer is, like, more or less in this box of, like, behaviors, because, like, that's Japan as a society, they're you know, certain, like, things that you just don't do, you know, you don't ask for, like, 20 modifications on drink, it's just, that's not, it is not done, uh, right, we are more individualistic society, and people do that, and this is just the funny part, is that, right, whenever someone, this, I, I, I just, I find this too funny, it is just, and I will, I'll never not find it funny, is when someone goes, hello, because this is just my voice for, like, you know, customer who's just kind of like you know annoying or, or just annoying person just even if just trying to be funny with the person like hello yes i'd like a venti iced coffee no ice and then i'd like a cup of ice on the side wow <laughs> yeah you got me real good so like where's the problem with this where does it where does it stop so like right there's two ways to think of it you can say, hey, like, if you get the drink, no ice, like, no problem, but, like, you know, like, this this size drink comes with this amount of coffee, that is, you know, if I was running my own business, probably the approach I would take, um, because, right, like, the issue with Starbucks is, like, basically, it's kind of like, hey, I want no ice, and, right, realistically, if every customer did this, you have to make every drink without ice, and then have ice on the side. Um, the same thing with ice waters, which is, like, it's a nice, like, the gesture is really good. Same with the puppuccinos, but, like, right, if we just, like, you know, play a little calculus here and start exploring, like, you know, limits and, like, what, like, actually does and doesn't work... Right, if every customer asks for two ice waters, like, your system's fucked. Because, like, I am, like, pretty certain from, like, just how it works, like, it's just not going to calculate labor. Like, water is not counted in the same way or whatever. Uh, just an interesting thing, right? Like, 
But if you're own cafe, probably it'd be better just to have like a sun faucet with cups there. People can grab their water. Cool, no problem. Take what you need. But like, right, it's like we can't have employees doing this because it's just really a waste of our company's money because like we can't have someone like you're preparing water for you. you. You could do it. It's there for you. Take as much as you want. You could fill your things to go. Yeah, it's just sort of a little tidbit. Um, other anecdotes from the recent time. Um, yeah, I've got to retrain an old friend who I did work with and has come back, so that was cool. Um, you never know what the, the road of Starbucks uh, is. And interesting part about this was that, you know, she had said she had looked at getting other jobs. It was like, I know Starbucks, like, it's pretty, like, straightforward. It's not hard. You kind of know what you're getting into when you're dealing with the BS of Starbucks, but, like... Like, compared to, like, some unknown job and unknown things, like, right, you could pretty much go to any Starbucks and, like, pretty much, like, have the same working experience. Like, it's not going to be that different. Even if you, right, you go to Starbucks, it's going to be the same because, right, there's all the Starbucks, uh, you know, rules, regs, and fun stuff. Uh, So it's interesting, right, in kind of going back to the philosophy part is that Starbucks has created this sort of place that people can gather and do things and consistently have... Uh, the ability to have these experiences, um, right? Because it's, you know, in the cultural zeitgeist, as it were, um, people can pretty much go anywhere, like, and it's like, oh, yeah, let's go, to, let's meet up at Starbucks. Like, you're not going to meet it, like, or maybe a local cafe, but it's a pretty known quantity. And, like, even if you're not a coffee drinker, like, they have tea, they have iced teas, they have refreshers, they have, like, something that anyone can drink. And you could just be like, cool, let's just do this thing and, like, we can just move from here. Um, so it's kind of really, like, you know, more or less the point I want to make about coffee and, like, where is it in the modern world? Like, what is it trying to do? It's really trying, you know, like like a lot of things, right? And now we're kind of bigger context of um, being a thing that brings people together. You know, looking at hobbies, looking at sports, looking at shows, looking at games, things that uh, act as a medium to bring people to, you know, to, you know, create human, like, human interactions, human human stories that we can tell, and maybe something for you to think about as you're getting your next coffee, you're like, you know, you're waiting online at Starbucks, and you're like, wow, what a day, waiting at Starbucks again, um, you know, like, honestly, I'll never get, and I've said this, and I'll say this until the end of time, why people will wait, like, 10 plus minutes for Starbucks. It ain't that good. It really ain't that good. Like, there's no drink that Starbucks offers besides, like, the Aliato. Like, that, that's one It's not that good, but it was so novel that I was like, I'm going to wait for this drink. Um, the Reserve I've also waited for because, right, it's, like, it is, in fact, a unique experience. I know when I do go to Japan to see the Tokyo one, obviously that will also be like a unique experience that I'll do. Um, but like obviously I'm gonna pay for it because it's like, fuck, like Starbucks Japan, like Japanese customer service, like it obviously it's like, it's a dealio, it's dealio, it's dealio. So that's kind of what's been on my mind with um, where I think I wanna go from now on. I can uh, discuss for you some these like philosophical topics on like coffee and maybe hospitality and our preparation of coffee and like right exploring like what is what is a good cup of coffee right like what does that even mean 
right? Does it have to be brewed like in a specific way? Does it, you know, who is good coffee for? And at the end of the day, right, coffee is for every like everyone. Um, that you know, anyone should be able to like sit down and enjoy a cup of coffee. It shouldn't be something that is uh, limited to the elite. Uh, I mean, there are a few types. There are a few coffees that are like obviously having a price point and things like Jamaican Blue. Uh, that is definitely a kind of like one that's a bit more expensive, like the the Capu coffee. I you know, obviously not going to pay like twenty billion dollars. Well, it's not that much, but you know, like you know, at the end of the day, coffee is coffee, and you know, taste is very subjective. Right, and that's kind of another point we can get to down the road of like what makes good coffee. Um, long and short, for kind of today is you know, coffee is what you make of it, right? You can decide to see people, you can decide to not, you can decide to try things. Um, your taste buds kind of will show you what is good for you. So I'm going to kind of leave you with that. I think this was kind of a good uh, step in a new direction. I, you know, I'll still try and do, if anything interesting comes to mind, or any really interesting observation, observations in my uh, coffee wanderings. And until next time.